We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. They have so many young guys, and then they've had to make up for the lack of point guards that when you thought that Walker and also Rose were going to be your two key guys, and then all of the other things that you were involved in so many close games. But this is, you can see why they would lose the games. The foul shooting and then the fact that they can't make a shot down the stretch. This will be the fourth time this year they've lost a game by leading by more than yep. 20. All righty. Well, it would have been nice. It would have been nice to send the Nets home from MSG without a win, um, especially since they still have something to play for. Ugh, I fucking hate that team. Um, but alas, it is uh, the Knicks' seventh straight loss against Brooklyn. We will beat them at some point, eventually. Um, I Look, this was a really fun game. I said, I think, at halftime that I thought this was the most fun half of basketball that the Knicks – Maybe not the, the most fun half they've played all year, but it was definitely the, the half that I probably enjoyed watching most just because, again, they were doing it against, uh, a, obviously, very good team, team that needed a win, um, team that was trying to win, and the Knicks just had every answer for them with energy and ball movement and all the stuff that we love about these young guys. And then the second half came and the Nets were like, okay, we got to win this game. And they started playing a little bit more defense. Um, the Knicks missed. I, I feel like I lost count of the amount of plays where it was like, oh my God. And it wasn't just one person. It was a lot of different players um, where it seemed like there was just easy money on the, on the, on the floor and they didn't take it. And uh, despite all of that, this was a one possession game until the last couple minutes. And uh, Nets pulled it out because the Nets are, the team that employs Kevin Durant and um, they're really good. The unfortunate part about this game is that the conversation is going to be centered around uh, RJ Barrett. Uh, RJ Barrett had, I mean, just call it like it is. He had the worst game he's had in months. Um, he did some nice things at points, um, but missed passes that should have been made, um, poor decisions. Um, you know, taking it against the Nets defense when it just wasn't there to be had. And, I mean, you can't really put too much lipstick on uh, 7 for 27. And, by the way, 7 for 12 from the line, um, not great. You know, I know he's ended up with whatever, 23, 7, and 7. I, it was a bad game. It was a really bad game. And I, I, I'm. it's unfortunate because, again – it's what people are going to talk about. And I hate that for RJ because he's had a really nice year. He's grown a lot this year. He's improved a lot this year, you know, but at the same time, like if you're the Knicks, I wonder what you're thinking watching this. Not that you have like any doubts, but like this is the sort of game that you're going to bring up when you talk to RJ's agent, you know, starting probably a week from now um, about what his next contract is going to look like because he still has a ways to go and I think they have faith in him. And I think most importantly, Nick fans should have faith in RJ. He's allowed to have a bad game. Um, it's unfortunate that it happened like this on this stage against this team. 
What are you going to do? He's 21. I'm not worried. Um, and I don't think the Knicks should be worried either. It's all part of the process. Um, I'm going to switch to something um, more more happy, um, which is I thought Obi Toppin and Jericho Sims, to me, were one and two in some order in terms of, like, brightest spots of this game. You know, I thought quickly did some nice things. He had some nice moments, but at the end of the day, quickly was one of eight. You know, again, RJ seven to 27, quickly one of eight. These guys have been really good. Not so good tonight. Um, OB and Sims, on the other hand, again, it's you, you get, you get these glimpses into what these players can do. And OB's final stat line, seven to 13 from the field, 19 points, five rebounds, three assists, three blocks, by the way. Same number of blocks as Jericho Sims, who had his first career double-double, 10 points, 13 rebounds, uh, steal, a couple of assists. Those guys were the, were the best parts of this game for the Knicks, easily. Um, and, you know, it, it's it's funny because it, it, you can't, you know, it, it, I've said it before, I'll say it again, it's a microcosm of the season because you can look at the first half and how they played, and you say, gosh, darn it, you know, this team's still fighting hard. Look at what Tibbs is doing with these kids, the whole thing. And then there's the other side of it, which is that, like, look at what we're seeing from Obi Toppin. Look at what Obi Toppin's able to do if he's given a chance to to be successful. And they just instead leaned into Randall this year. Um, whose fault is that? You know, your mileage may vary on whose fault that is. But uh, the fact of the matter is the year went down the tubes and now we're at too little too late. We're seeing everything OB Toppin can do and we're seeing the impact that he can make. And a lot of people are going to be like, well, no, we're not seeing it now. We've seen it since, you know, the end of last year. He just hasn't had time. And those people would be right because he hasn't had time. He's getting time now. And, uh, you know, it's it looks pretty good. Uh, Sims, bright future for the kid. Excited for him. Really good game. Um, you know, and I guess the only thing to throw out there was like there was for the I don't know how many times now it's been uh, not the prettiest late game offense. Is it harder to run good late game offense when you don't have, you know, guys who can who have a little bit of gravity? And when the one guy that you have that has a little gravity and, and RJ is, is not able to hit the far side of a barn. Yeah, it makes it tougher. At the same time, I'm not sure that that excuses, you know, high pick and roll after high pick and roll with 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 Alec Burks and like Alec Burks driving on Kevin Durant. Like those aren't the shots anybody wants to see. Whether or not it was like the best <laughs> offense they had in the moment, I don't know. It almost doesn't matter. Um, that said, Alec Burks had a good nice game. I hate I, I hate I hate the fact that he continues to have these terrible moments in crunch time because like they're real. He's doing it. It's not great. Um, but it really does color what people think about him. And he's like, I've said it before. I'll say it again. He's not a bad player. And we saw that tonight. He had a lot of really good moments tonight. He just shouldn't be your crunch time offense, but that's partially roster construction. That's partially, um, that's partially coaching. It's, it's a lot of things. Last thing I'll mention, and a few people I'm sure have already mentioned it in the chat, but I'll I'll uh, I'll say it. Uh, you can't can't miss 13 free throws in a game. Um, you know, and it, it was it was multiple culprits. Uh, 13? Did they miss 13? Yes, they missed 13. They were or 15. Excuse me, 15 free throws. They were 21 of 36, so they missed 15 free throws in the game. They lost by 12. You know, um, Sims two of six. You know, he's not a great shooter. OB three of six, Burke six of eight, RJ seven of twelve. You know, quickly even missed a free throw. It's not ideal. I, I feel I really do feel bad being kind of down after this game because hey, at the end of the day, here's probably the most important part, right? Uh, they improved their their lottery odds. Um, this is probably not a game that the Knicks should should have been trying to win, and uh, just like Friday night is probably not a game that they should be trying to win. That's a game that you want to let Washington have and get a few extra ping pong balls. Um, you know, it's, it's getting late. So it's the time to, to do that sort of thing. Um, and, but to finish my point, I hate that I have to be so negative because like, 
for really the better part of three quarters, this was just, this was a really good game. Then they played hard. They played well. The kids played well. The kids are good. They showed you something. Um, and they really stayed neck and neck with a team who needed the win and, and employs two of the best players in basketball. So um, that's it. That's all I got. Uh, I'm going to go over to the Super Chat and uh, see what people want to talk about. Uh, we're going to start off with TJ Akai. What's going on, TJ? This is the first game where it felt like RJ, as I spill water on myself, predetermined his offense a bit to the point where preserving his 20 points per game average superseded the team's needs. You know, there were a couple of passes that I didn't love, or excuse me, passes not made that I didn't love, passes that I would have liked to see him make. I thought there were also some nice moments. I I mean, he did end up with seven assists, and those were legitimate seven assists. Um, I thought he had a couple other passes where guys, you know, just didn't make the shot. Um, I I don't know if I'm going to go with the predetermined. I just think he – he thinks he's it's gonna like he thinks the next shot's gonna go in, which if you're a great player, you have to have that mentality. But the great, great players, the truly great players, are like, you know what? It's not my night. I'm going to figure out other ways to help my team win. And I don't know if that's predetermining what you're gonna do as much as it is just a young player still trying to figure figure that part of the game out, but we'll see. Brian Benjamin, Toppin might be the Knicks' second best player. Also, Tibbs had him on the bench in limited minutes all year, barely scratching 12 minutes a game. Yeah, I, I re- referred to that already. Um, you know, he's going to finish the year probably averaging 16, 17 minutes. Um, we talked about it on the on the on the halftime Zoom. For anybody, shout out to anybody that uh, subscribes to the Knicks Film School newsletter that was on the halftime. It's not even about the extra three or four or five minutes a game for Obi Toppin in terms of like development or like that would have made that big of a difference in the game. It's it's about what message that would have sent to Julius Randle, you know, that you're not just going to have carte blanche to do whatever the hell you want. And this is the one area I've consistently been hard on Tibbs while also acknowledging I don't I don't I don't know I don't know how you're supposed to hold a guy who just signed a nine figure extension, like that's gotta be as hard a guy to hold accountable as anyone in the league, but uh, they did a poor job of it as a a coach, coaching staff and an organization. Uh, Meanwhile, this kid's been here all along and uh, he's, he's a pleasure. Uh, Manny, uh, I, I have to read this. RJ is trash, man. He just doesn't have it. Not his fault. Just the way it works. I disagree strongly. I think again, See, the unfortunate part of the RJ discussion is that it is so polarized where you have people like, you know, I said on the pod with Fred Katz, I'm like, RJ, RJ's not John Morant. That's not a diss on RJ Barrett. John Morant's going to make the All-NBA second team this year or third team. He's going to be in the MVP conversation in earnest next year. Like those are special, special players. But there's a big gap between RJ is not John Morant and RJ is trash. Like, yeah, we're still in the place where is RJ going to top out as the 12th best player in the league, the 18th best player in the league, the 25th best player. Like, we're in that range as far as where he tops out and how consistently he reaches his high end. But I disagree because I whatever it is, I think he has it. I just think he there are some very fundamental things about his game that he needs to work on. He needs to work on the on the on being a, a, having some gravity around the perimeter. He needs to work on a step, uh, you know, his his spot up threes uh, or his pull up threes. Excuse me. And like, yes, the efficiency around the rim needs to get better. But those are things that he can improve, and he's just learning how to be a high usage guy. He's going to be fine. Um, what the, what is fine for RJ? I don't know, but I'm excited to find out. Um, Shamik Gayen, man, I know no one really had it going that second half, but that Alec Burks dribbling into a post-up offense was just booty. Yeah, it, nobody liked it. Wasn't good. Um, you know, and again, that's the that's the pushback on on Tibbs. Um, when 
when the read and react isn't getting anywhere, you know, what's your plan B? And like, I, I do think that there is to some extent, that's a little bit unfair to like, because to me, everything starts with somebody creating a matchup advantage, you know, and, and ultimately after you create that matchup advantage, do you, do you make a good decision? Now, there are ways to put your players in positions to create matchup advantages. And we could quibble about whether Tibbs is the best guy to, to put those players, to put his players in those positions. What you can't quibble about is that like going to the well over and over and over again, when it's not working, it's not good offense, you know? So uh, completely fair criticism there. I, I had, I disliked it just as much as you. Uh, Jason, what's going on, Jason? Deuce only seven minutes when the Knicks only had nine active players. But hey, Fred Cat said he's not a star, so we can't complain. I mean, you can complain. I just, I just like, I, to me, like, I could sit here and I can get upset about Emmanuel quickly not starting games all year. I'm happy to do that. I could sit here and get upset about Obi Toppin not playing more minutes all year and not there not being more accountability on on Randall. Happy to get upset with those things. Um, the Deuce thing, like, I know he's there, and I know he has good moments. And like he had, a, he had tonight, he had a great box out, popped off the screen, you know. And he does stuff like that, great closeouts, all that stuff. But like, if you're a guy who just isn't comfortable in an NBA offense right now, I'm like, yes, we can refer back to, you know. He had a nice half against the Rockets and like who were the worst team in the league. And like he has some moments, but is he ready to be a contributing rotation player? You know, and some people may not care. Some people are like, it's three games left in the season. Who gives a shit if he's ready? Just play the kid. And that's fine. But to me, I'm comfortable with it because I liked the young players being in a game down the stretch that had meaning and that was close. You know, and but then again, maybe you you know, maybe you think that playing Deuce more minutes would have would have had a better result. I don't know. Um, Dom the Dentist. I'm going to keep it 100. We win this game. I don't give a fuck about minutes, starters, whatever, but we lost. So insert complaint here. Dom, I think that might be the comment of the year. Uh, I would like to win this game too. Forgotten NYC. As of now, I'm not giving RJ the max. Sorry, 40% field goal percentage. Um. If he just hit more – the, the free throw percentage is a deceiving stat because he gets to the line so much. But if he's not going to hit the free throws, it becomes less of a deceiving stat. And the other issue is when, when that is the only go-to, which, again, it is because right now he's not at all a reliable pull-up three-point shooter. Um, when the only choice you have, and there's no mid-range game either, when that's the only thing, like you can't, it's tough to justify max, maxing a player who like that's that's his offensive game, driving and getting fouled. And he's not even that efficient at, uh, at the rim. Uh, all that being said, I'm still buying. I'm still buying. Um, should they negotiate? Yes. Will they probably be able to negotiate down from a max? Yeah, I actually think they will. Gone to my head. I think they will. Uh, Dom Cappuccini, what's going on, Dom? RJ, I love RJ, but inconsistent finishing or drawing fouls is so maddening, and I hope he gets through it. I like him taking the lead. On a light note, I agree, by the way. I like him taking the lead, too. I, I, that's the thing is I, I love the mentality, you know, and it's like there's a thin line between, oh, I love the mentality, and, like, pass the fucking ball. There is a thin line between those two things. Right now at the age of 21 – I like the mentality, but he has to continue to grow. I like the mentality now, continue to grow. And that means better decision-making, better results. Uh, on a lighter note, Obi has to be giving the front office an easier decision to make room for him next season. Man, I hope so, Dom. Um, you know, I think I said it before the trade deadline. I think I said – I don't care what happens. If you told me that the front office was open to trading Julius Randle, I'd sign for it. And I don't even care what they do. And I we got there. 
they we we found out that they were open to discussing Julius Randle. Now I'm at the point where if you tell me they trade Julius Randle this offseason and I don't really care what else they do, I'm I'm cool with it. With the caveat that like yes, give Obi a chance. Um he was not only by the way was he uh uh, seven of thirteen from the floor. He's two of four from three. Again, the the rhythm that he's in is like you know that comes with minutes. He said it today. You know, um, bad eyesight. What's going on, bad eyesight? This is a team slash talent lost loss, not a Tibbs loss. He can make you. He can't make you make free throws. I just hate that we play ISO basketball with not great ISO players. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You know, Tibbs is like a lot of coaches, right? Give him better players, he's going to give you better results. <laughs> you know, you gave him an MVP and he got you to uh, Eastern Conference Finals and lost to, uh, you know, second greatest player of all time. Uh. So. Yeah, no disagreement. Good comment. Uh, Anthony Sixto, what's going on, Anthony? New OB moves alert. Yeah, we got a lot of that tonight, right? That was fun. Uh, Going to be a lot of OB in the newsletter tomorrow. OB getting up the court to create mismatches in the post for a drop-in. A little baby fader after the catch. Also, Mega Max Sims. They need to create a new Max for Sims. That's, That's the only solution after tonight's game. And again, like, any... Any pushback um, that anybody – not that there's a lot of OB pushback nowadays, but anybody who gives you pushback about like, well, he doesn't draw doubles and like, you know, he, he's still not that great of a one-on-one player and all that stuff, give him time. He hasn't had any time to work out all this stuff. And, um, you know, he, he's a late, he was a late bloomer in high school, late bloomer in college. Happy to give him time. Uh, Drew P., what's going on, Drew? RJ stunk. RJ had no legs. That's on Tibbs, period. I'm not sure if 7 for 27 is on Tibbs, but to each their own. Um, we got a question from Menu Menno F. Stats prediction for Obi next year, assuming Randall is gone. Uh, can I... Can I cheat and just look up Obi's per 36-minute stats right now? Because that's what I kind of want to do. Um, off the top of my head, I would say 16 points, uh, 16 points, eight rebounds, three and a half assists, block and a half a game. Um 50, maybe like 57, 58% from two, uh, 30, 33% from deep. That's my best guess. Um, SB Gorilla. Uh, what's going on, man? This RJ Tunnel Vision is unbearable, unwatchable. I mean, again, he's 21. Like, you're killing a 21-year-old. I understand we don't think of him as a 21-year-old, and there, but this is why I get so annoyed at people who are ready to put him in the Hall of Fame. He's not there yet. He has a lot of growth to do. Um, but at the same time, he's 21, and you got to like – he's learning how to – like some players get to walk in the league, and they get to fuck around with being a number one option from day one of their rookie year. Like how nice must it have been for um, – like Jalen Green to go to the fucking Rockets this year and just piss away 82 games or however many games he played and like work out all kinds of kinks, you know, that must be great. Like RJ didn't have a chance to do that in his rookie year or a second year or for the first three months of this year or two months of this year, you know, two and a half months. And even the last, you know, three months, it's like, he's still playing in the team concept. He's not, he's not just like, so I think you're being a little hard there. Uh, keep your damn head up and look for the open man. Shit, I like the kids. We play within the game. Again, it's part of the growth process for me. Uh, if he's doing this stuff at 23, 24 years old, then you want to tell me that's a problem? Yeah, absolutely. I'm not there yet. Uh, Hush Zoo. 
RJ's bad games are so fixable. He gets into this odd tunnel vision where he just wants to score and forgets everything else. Very similar to the Suns game. That's my main critique of him this season. And again, it is him learning how to embrace that mantle of like, I'm the guy, my team needs me. I got to go try to make it happen. And, and I don't have it tonight. I got to pass to my guys, you know? So again, we're talking about a guy who had seven assists tonight. I understand that is not the be all end all. It is not, but like, he made a lot of nice passes tonight, you know? So it's, it, you want it to be less on the tunnel vision scale and more on the assist scale, you know, take, take away five missed shots and add three or four more assists. And all of a sudden we're, we're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zen 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. We're talking about like, hey, RJ didn't shoot it that great, but still found a way to have a really good game. He didn't do that, which just means he's not quite there yet. Um, not that he's a lost cause. Ryan Huang, I'll throw you a bone, John. Hard to blame Tibbs for this blown lead when your top two options in RJ and IQ go combine eight of 35. Well, yeah. I don't, to me, like, in the grand scheme of bad losses, this isn't a bad loss. It's, it's a frustrating loss, but it's not, you know, what can you do? Um, thanks for the bone. I'll take any bones like again. Frank Miranda, what's going on, Frank? Hey, Mac, what's up? It's your boy Frank from Patreon. What's going on, Frank? Great night for Team Tank. Yes. Uh, I have huge trepidation paying Mitch. Uh, I was wondering when we'd get a Mitch comment tonight. Um, I would seriously consider the center from Memphis. Him and Sims would be a problem. Uh, I'm assuming you're talking about Jonas Valanciunas. Uh, Jonas Valanciunas unfortunately signed an extension before this season, so he is not. Um, oh no, sorry, that's the old that's the old Memphis center. You're talking about Stephen Adams. Stephen Adams actually is also on a contract. Um, he's good. I don't think Memphis wants to trade Stephen Adams. They're the second best team in the league, and he's a big part of that. So um, 
Yeah, but I, I uh, in terms of paying Mitch, look, I, I think a game like this maybe helps solidify your negotiating position on Mitch. Can we say that? Um. Oh, here we go. Uh, oh, Jalen Duran. Oh, that's what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, it's been a long night. Uh, Jalen Duran, I like. Uh, I don't know if Jalen Duran is going to start ready to start games. Um, you know, as a rookie. Thank you, J- thank you, Andrew, for pointing that out. My head, my brain doesn't work. My brain stopped working around the 55 game mark this season. Um, that's that's a bad job by me. Hush Zoo, what's going on, Hush? Uh, just not a fan of Tibbs read and react. Want to see off ball screens, um, cuts, just something RJ will get better, just a lot more to work on. Um, yeah, I mean, they do that stuff. It just like they did all that stuff in the first half. But the problem, you know, is like when a defense is a little bit more locked in, like like Brooklyn was, um, you know, some of that stuff goes away. Uh, and also, they're young players. They get tight. They may not be as quick with the pass. Like we, it's not like we don't ever see that stuff. You know, we, we do see it sometimes. Uh, continuing along, Dom Cappuccini next to moving Randall. Um, hang on, you, your comment disappeared. I'll get to it. Yes. Next to moving Randall, they got to figure out how to move Noel and make room for Jericho to hopefully spell Mitch going forward. Hopefully. I don't think, I think there is near certainty that Jericho Sims is going to be the backup center next year. Um, I think they will figure out a way to move Noel. Now the only problem is on the priority list of guys, they like have to move. Kem is number one. Um, Noel's number two. So, you know, um, it's, can you move $20 million or $19 million with a bad salary in the same off season? You can just might be tough. Um, but I agree. They, they should move Noel. Sean Hardy. What's going on, Sean? Always good to see you, my man. For all the yelling we've done about the rotations, which were mostly justified, we don't have someone who can get two points or get a foul call, foul line, uh, get to the foul line down the stretch. Makes closing games difficult. I mean, I've, I've said this before, and I appreciate you saying it here. Like, go, go watch the last five minutes of any NBA game. Literally. Go watch the last five minutes of any close NBA game. And you're going to see the best player on whatever the team is probably creating a matchup advantage and either scoring or making a pass to an open teammate and that person hitting a shot. It's just, you know, it doesn't excuse a lot of the other bad stuff like Sean's saying, but like, you know, like I used, like I, like I was fond of saying earlier in the year, there was, there was no magic playbook, you know, um, unfortunately. Uh, Mifflins, what's going on Mifflins? Most of tonight was fun. I can't be mad. I agree with you. Um, I don't think you can be a head coach if you can't draw up anything on offense in the last four minutes of a game. So this is kind of the counterpoint. You know, he was the head coach last year, and they were one of the better crunch crunch time offenses in the league last year. What's the difference between last year and this year? Three words, four words. Derek Rose, Julius Randle. You know, and you want to throw Emmanuel quickly in there also because Emmanuel quickly – had a fantastic crunch time net, net, net rating for them last year. And I feel like he closed a lot more games. And that that goes to the rotation part of it, which you want to blame Tibbs for rotation problems this year. Blame him all you want. I'm, I'm certainly not going to stop you. But, you know, Randall's been terrible, um, especially late. Um, Derek Rose hasn't been here. And um, Emmanuel quickly hasn't closed a lot of these games because – uh, of the way the rotations have worked. Uh, so that's all, that's all a problem. Um, Lunas, am I right? What's going on, Lunas? What's your best guess uh, for RJ and IQ stats next year? I know RJ is rough, was rough tonight, but I'm hype about his passing on KD all night. Anyone who knows, or he was on KD all night. Yes. Anyone who knows basketball knows um, 
how much that takes out of your legs. Yeah, and and again, he yes, he played 45 minutes tonight, and I think that that's not why he shot seven for 27, but it's why he was probably tired. But they didn't have anybody else tonight who could guard Kevin Durant. Who else could you put on Kevin Durant tonight for the Knicks? And how many minutes did Kevin Durant play? I'm going to go ahead and wager a guess that Kevin Durant played about the same number of minutes as R.J. Barrett tonight. Because um, I don't think he came out of the game in the second half. He played 42 minutes. R.J. played 45. Okay. So maybe he could have bought an extra couple of minutes for of rest for, for R.J. there. Um, yeah, I mean, he, I thought he, his defense, he tried. You know, he was, he was admirable. Uh, in terms of predictions for next year's stats, let's go for our – I mean, this is really a question about who are they going to get in the offseason. Um, let's go for RJ, 23 points, seven rebounds. I'm going to be hopeful. I'm going to say four assists. Uh, 23, seven, and four. Let's hope he gets the field goal percentage up to 40 three 44% on overall and uh, maybe 35% on twos or on threes. And quickly, uh, I think quickly is a lot more efficient next year. I think he is a 53, 54 effective field goal percentage guy. Um, And then 13 points, five assists, uh, Five rebounds? Seems good. Um, okay. Mr. Nick 101, RJ played like trash. I hated it. Joined the club. A lot of people didn't care for that performance tonight. Uh, SB Gorilla. Sims and OB played extremely well. I believe, John, if we lose Mitch, I'm okay with Sims. His motor is second to none. I could see him averaging 16 rebounds. Wow, 16 rebounds. That's a lot. Um, yeah, I just, you know – would it be the worst thing in the world if like Sims was their starter next year? I guess not, but I just, maybe I look, I, I hate putting ceilings on guys. I really do. Um, Sims is good. He's an NBA player. Uh, he's a rotation player for a decent team. And I, I just don't think they're going to go into the season with Sims as the starter. Um, but I agree. It, it, it you don't it factors into whether you overpay Mitch or not. Uh, Joe Vola, what's going on, Joe? Uh, John, this team is bad. They need to bottom out for like two to three years. <laughs> My goodness. Like Detroit, Houston, OKC, et cetera. The Knicks have never committed to prolonged tanking. Um, I disagree respectfully. Um, I mean, logically, you have a point. Uh, it is even with the flattened lottery odds committing to being one of the two or three worst teams in basketball for like a three-year stretch is still probably the safest way to ensure yourself you get a star player. But I just – we haven't really given the whole let's see what a competent Nick team can attract in free agency or via trade. We haven't really given that thing a chance. This team has good young players. I understand they're not great, but they had a two-point lead on the Nets with, like, whatever, three or four minutes to go in a game the Nets needed to win and, like, were theoretically missing their best player. Um, And they haven't had a fucking point guard for all season, (laughs) you know? Um, So keep things in perspective uh, is what I will say. Jessica, what's going on, Jessica? The first two and a half quarters of this game – might have been the most fun to watch of the entire season so far. I'm not going to disagree with you. I enjoyed the hell out of it, and I appreciated you and everybody else on Patreon being there to enjoy it with me. Um, RJ had a rough one, but wow, Obi had such a great game. It made up for it. Mostly fun game. Completely agree. Fun game. You know, we have things to quibble about and complain about, but overall, I'm going to come away with this game feeling more positive than negative, um, even with RJ having a rough one. Uh, Brian Carter, what's going on, Brian? It took 8,000 missed free throws, terrible offensive sets down the stretch, and KD and Kyrie playing the whole second half to beat a team not in the play-in. Giannis is about to tear them apart. Uh, I wouldn't mind seeing that. Um, Haitian Ferg, what's going on, Haitian? I always like your comments. Enough with the RJ slander. I agree. 
We've needed a point guard all year. Yes. RJ deserves a contract and will improve year over year. I agree. We fizzled at the end when Brooklyn talent shined. I agree. Loved Obi and Jericho. Bright future. Let's go Knicks. Haitian Ferg, you are, if I didn't, if, if people could like, didn't see my hands, they would think that you're, you know, you're my, uh, what, what is it called again? My burner. That's it. Forgot what a burner was called. I'm old. Uh, Robert Cross, what's going on, Robert? First time, long time, John. RJ's built for New York. Bet on the tortoise. He will win this race in the end. Stand by your man, Robert Cross. Stand by your man. I love it. Uh, Joe Vogel, one more. Obi shot 42% from three in college. His shot mechanics look good. I agree. Turns out when you're not afraid of getting benched, you shoot better. Yeah, I mean – I think not afraid of getting benched slash um, just getting into a rhythm. Um, yeah, no disagreement. Um, Jeremy E., I agree that RJ didn't have a great game, but he gets mauled on his way to the rim every freaking game. He doesn't get taught. It doesn't get talked about enough. You know, I thought there were a couple of calls there that weren't made, and he still got to the line 12 times, by the way. Um, his, his ability to get free throws is, is really outstanding. Here's the, the pushback I'm going to give is I think it could be even better. I think he could sell these calls more or draw, like just force the ref's hand more. Like I counted at least two or three opportunities where he really could have gone up stronger and didn't. And I think I think there's a chance that other than like maybe a couple centers, I think there's a chance that he could lead the league in free throws among, among wings at some point in his career, you know, get to the line 10 times a game. I don't think that that's crazy at all. Um, he'll get there. Uh, Charm city Knicks fan. I had a blast watching the kids tonight, but I'll never stop being the old guy bitching about hitting free throws at home. <laughs> Go Knicks and long live KFS. Thank you. Charm city Knicks fan. I appreciate that. And I'll be the old man right there next to you. Um, SB Gorilla, what do you think about this comp? Obi ceiling could be Stoudemire. I mean, that's always been the dream, right? I actually think somebody brought up um, – man, who brought this up? I can't keep anything straight anymore. Newsletter, DM, someone on Twitter, I, I forget. But somebody brought up like Marion, like Sean Marion, not on defense, like purely on offense like the type of player Marion was on offense. I almost think he's like, he's kind of like a hybrid of Marion and Stoudemire on offense. It's really weird. Cause like Stoudemire wasn't like this fluid, you know, in how he moved. I've used that word a lot with Obi, but I really do think it's an appropriate one. He just moves really well. He's so purposeful. His decisions are so good. Um, if the jump shot is real, you know, uh, his floor could be the matrix. There you go. Well, I didn't even read the rest of the comments. So you have both guys in there. Um, I don't know that the matrix didn't have a better NBA career than Stoudemire. That's, that's not, it might be a hot take. Um, I would take either for the starting power forward of the future. Uh, CT Pittman. What's going on CT. Thank you as always for chiming in great first half. But after the third quarter, I knew our guys were going to run out of gas. Still encouraging effort though. Let's also just, you know, Point out, uh, there's Andrew again. Read the rest of the comment, Andrew. I am, I am like I, like I said, I burnt out 25 games ago. Um, the Knicks also only played eight guys tonight, you know, um, and one of those guys played seven minutes. They were they were burnt out. Um, would have liked to see more in 26 minutes. For quickly, I know he was one of eight, but would have liked to see more. Um, what is this comment? Um, bad eyesight. What's going on again? Thank you again for contributing. Uh, we like to think of ourselves as a smart fan base. The RJ talk is a bit silly to me. His next deal isn't based off the player he is now, but we bet on his development. And does he give a shit to get better? I, I can't really say it better than my better than that. Um, I think you. Yes, you, you have to factor in the development in the next deal, 100%. But it's okay to use what we're seeing 
as evidence, you know, as to what we are going to see next, uh, you know, which for, for both good and bad, obviously. So, um, good, good comment. Um, hundred percent. Uh, okay. We got a handful more and then, uh, onto our, onto the last weekend of the year. How about that? Lunas, am I right? Any preference in the 10 to 12 area? I love Dyson Daniels. You know, I haven't really dug into the draft other than, um, other than like, I know the top four is the top four. And then after that, you got like a guy like AJ Griffin, right? Like AJ Griffin, he's probably going to go what? Six, seventh, eight, something like that. Like that dude has, he has moments where he looks great. He has moments where he doesn't look good at all. The thing about Duran, Jalen Duran is like, or maybe not Duran, Mark Williams, more, more Mark Williams than, than Jalen Duran. Those are the two centers. Mark Williams it seems like he has a really high ceiling as a guy who's just going to be a really good center in the league for a really good time, a long time. Um, Daniels is like a very high pedigree prospect, obviously with the G league. So, you know, um, the kid from Arizona is interesting to me. Um, you know, he seems like a guy who's maybe he's going to slip further than he should. Um, I don't know. Um, I, I, here's what I know. I hope they move up. Uh, ping pong balls, baby. SB Gorilla. John, I'm not condemning RJ. I want him on the team going forward. I know he's 21. But when something isn't working, just change it up a bit. I know he has it in him. He's done it in games previously. Yeah, he has. You know what? He has done it in games previously to an extent. At the same time, like, I don't know that we've seen a game where RJ has played without Randall where it really wasn't working for him and he was just bypassing like all the shots that he took tonight, maybe a little bit to a certain extent. I guess the thing for me is like, you also have to play it like factor in it's an ESPN game. It's against Steve Nash's Godfather. It's against the Nets. Um, you know, did he press a little bit? Sure. Would you have liked him to adjust? Yes. I'm giving the kid a pass. If you don't want to give a kid a, the kid a pass, that's fine. I'm giving the kid a pass. Um, I sound like Tony Soprano over here. Um, I-95 bully. Does the heavy minutes impact RJ's efficiency? Um, I don't think like his minutes that he's played this season have impacted it. Um, he was off from the beginning of this game. You know, so I don't. I don't know. We've seen him play a lot of minutes before and be fine. I don't know if that's it. Uh, probably doesn't help, though. Frank Miranda. <laughs> Mac, what's up? It's your boy Frank from Patreon. I love this bit. Uh, there's a lot of smoke around the Spider Mitchell situation. A little bit. Uh, now there's rumors of the coach leaving. I think he's out of Utah this offseason. Uh, maybe. I don't have any news to report there. Uh I'm sure the Knicks would love the opportunity to trade for Donovan Mitchell. Um, but I don't know if Donovan Mitchell gets traded this offseason. I don't know that the Knicks are going to be in the best position to trade for him. So, you know, that could be tough. Unless they get in the top four in the draft, and maybe that changes things. Bad eyesight with one more. Thank you again for the generosity, my man. If Tibbs is the coach and we trade Randall, I think they bring back Mitch. Uh, I would agree. We know he loves rim protection and he has no patience for rookie bigs. Um, yeah, I just, I don't see the Knicks starting a rookie big man. I don't see the Knicks starting a rookie next year unless they get in the top four of the draft. Um, but you never know. Leo GM. We have our young squad. When has this been true in the last 20 or 30 or 10 or 20 years? RJ's built like a castle. I like that. This finesse will come on later like a fine wine. I love the positivity. I think tonight's a night to be positive. I know it sucks to lose to this fucking Nets team. God, I fucking hate them. Um, but there are good young players here. Um, is it the sixth, eighth, tenth best young core in the league? I, you know, I don't know. I don't really. The ranking is less interesting to me 
than the fact that we have legit. It's not just like we have a bunch of kids or like we have a bunch of kids and like one of them is really good. We have a bunch of kids and like there are, there is legitimate reason to be excited about almost all of these guys. And it's not, it's not creating something out of thin air. Like there's real talent here with these young players. Um, so, you know, I'm excited about that. Um, all right. On that note, Andrew, let me know if there's anything I missed. But otherwise, uh, we're going to get ready to sign off soon. I will give a shameless plug. Um, don't forget to check out tomorrow or at midnight, I guess, in like an hour. Um, just so we got one more super chat that came in. I'll get to that in a second. Um, in about an hour, the interview that I did with Walt Clyde Frazier. Yes, Walt Frazier uh, is going to drop on your Knicks Film School podcast stream. Um, really excited for you guys to listen to that. Clyde is I – mean, he's Clyde. He's a living legend. It was an honor to talk to him. I hope you enjoy the conversation. Um, I certainly did. Um, so don't forget to check that out. And actually, I'm now realizing this, that if you happen to be listening to this tomorrow or today uh, on in podcast form, you will already have access to the Walt Frazier uh, podcast. So go listen to that. Um, yes, Andrew, I am really batting a thousand tonight. Um, oh, two more Super Chats just came in. Let me get to these. Emil Boumansor, I feel like I haven't seen you in a while. What's going on, Emil? Hey, Macri, got a new job, so it's been hard to contribute. That's okay, man. Um, thank you for chiming in and... Uh, congratulations on the new job. It's great to hear from you, but always watching and part of the family. Absolutely. Um, this game is very simple to understand. Closers close and we don't have one. Not yet. We don't, I think we're getting there. So I think a couple of the guys on this team even maybe become closers someday, not Alec Burks, uh, and mango man. What's going on? Mango. Obi's post passes make me smile. They made me smile too. Some RJ and IQ's, did make me frown. Love them all. Nonetheless, first half was awesome. Had no business being in this game. Yeah, probably not. Probably not. But, that you know, it just makes you frustrated because uh, they were right there. You know, they were right there. They could have won this one. But uh, Oh, one more from Haitian Ferg. You guys are awesome. Seriously, thank you, everybody who contributed tonight. Thanks for everybody who's still watching. We almost almost 350 strong still. Watching and over 100 likes, feel free to hit that like button. Haitian Ferg, checking out on the season. It's been fun watching your show, but let's get them next year. Haitian, you're the man. Um, if you are going to check out on the season, it's been great having you, but don't forget, also, shameless plug, we will be back for uh, post-game live streams after the Friday game. And then, of course, Jeremy and I are going to close out the year with our final live show on Sunday night. Be sure to check that out. Uh, thank you, everybody. Uh, it's been fun, and uh, I will talk to you soon. Peace out.